Hi, welcome to the podcast show, Brad. I got Pastor Drew Bratcher here with me. Pastor Drew, how you doing? I am doing wonderful. It is great to be back on the show, Brad. Cousins Fresh. Fresh. How about you, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic, Pastor Drew. Right now, I'm drinking the delicious LaCroix that's in your office. Thank you so much for having LaCroix. Hey. I know that's not... That's not monster energy, but... Monster energy, monster results. That's how I say it. I appreciate it. that. But I think of you too, man. Yeah, I love Yeah, you have a great day? I did have a long day. I woke up at uh, 3 o'clock, worked at 3.30, and then got off around 12, took a nap. Feel a little bit better, but, you know, I'm here at the podcast. I'm feeling great. Um, how are you doing, man? How you feeling all right? Doing wonderful. Got up early, got some good study, good time with the Lord. And then I got to take my daughter to karate. She's close to her black belt test. She's been training nice. about seven years. Wow. Working hard. That's She's got awesome. 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups. Woo! And that's just the get-go. Then the, the katas, the sparring. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. And then I got to take my son to basketball mm-hmm. practice. He just started. So he's super excited about that. Pastor Drew, hold on. I want to talk a little about the karate. Seven years, man, in karate? The, my daughter, yeah. She's wow. been going. She's been going. That must be a an arm and a leg for you of seven years? You would think that would be super expensive, but with Shudukan Kinsman Warrior Training, it is a free program of mentorship, discipleship. They have tutoring. They've got a hot meal, like a family style, on Wednesday nights. they got a website. It's an incredible 501c3 nonprofit that I am very proud to be a part of. Wow, it sounds like very similar to Kobe Bryant's training facility in L.A. I've never heard of this guy. What he does. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds great, Pastor Drew. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much again for, for taking your time and your busy schedule to be a part of this podcast. I look forward to this podcast all week, brother. Nice. You're a great partner to record with. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, if you've been listening to our podcast, we've been talking about the different elements and how God uses you know, the elements here on earth to, to show his majesty and glory. I think today we're talking about earth like in soil and, and different things of the earth. So can you give us some fascinating scriptures or some fascinating stories in the Bible that God uses earth to show himself here? I think us? earth is a great topic because when you think about Jesus, he always taught teaching in parables. He was a great storyteller. And he often used the soil of the earth in his parables. And people understood it. Everywhere he walked, there's the ground. Everywhere yeah. you look, seeds bum, bubbling up, germinating different trees. And so I love the parable of the soil. The different seeds go into the ground. It's the same seed, but different types of soil. Mm. Some on the rock, some on the path, some on the wayside, some in stony soil. Some starts to grow, and then it gets choked out by the thorns and thistles. And people wonder what he, what he meant by this. But then it makes such good sense. The Word of God is the same seed that everybody hears. Mm. But you get to decide what kind of soil you are. Wow. And so if you have a lot of busyness in your life, maybe you like the thorns. You hear the word of God, you get excited, it grows for a while, but then over time at work, vacation time, kids' sports, mm. everything begins to choke out the spiritual life. Mm. Or maybe you're one of those people that's good at starting, bad at finishing. You get excited about Christ and church and Bible reading, New Year's resolution, read mm-hmm. through the Bible yeah. in a year. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get to Leviticus. No. <laughs> because you're one of those that has stones in their soil. Mm-hmm. So Jesus used soil to teach about the conditions of our heart Mm, i love that also you think of the old testament soil and the people's obedience there's a direct correlation that god would bless the land or that the land would be cursed oh yeah no in the beginning when adam and eve sinned eve was cursed you know in childbearing she would have this pain the serpent gets cursed but adam himself he doesn't really get cursed personally he doesn't the ground gets cursed on adam's behalf Mm. And so 
In disobedience, it's like the soil of a, of a land is cursed. Even in the old times when Joshua was conquering the promised land and the days of the judges, under Moses' law, some sins they would be stoned to death, but others they'd be hung. Mm. And to be hung had the connotation that you bear your own sin. Your curse is not going to be in the land. Your curse is going to be on you. Heaven rejects you. The earth rejects you. It's on you. Mm. And so, yeah, I think land has a direct correlation. When it's bountiful and growing, there's blessing. And when it's barren and desolate, Oftentimes, that's a symbol or a picture of that seed of God not taking root, not growing. Yeah. In your life, have you seen growth when you were doing the right things? Absolutely. And yeah. fruitfulness? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when I'm, my mindset is aligned with what God has for me in my life, I feel like the blessings are pouring in. But I feel like when I'm, when I'm away from Him and I feel like maybe I'm not doing everything that I should be doing for him. And my mind is elsewhere. Mine is busy toiling on earth, trying to make an income or mm. trying to do things for myself. Sometimes I have to realize like, man, what am I doing? I, what am I, who do I work for? Ultimately, yeah. you know, who am I working for? Am I working for my employer? Am I really working for God? And sometimes a lot of times in my life, I have to realign myself. But yeah, when I'm, when I'm serving God, I definitely see the growth in well, me. As much as I've known you, you're one of the most fruitful people I would see. And fruit comes from the earth. Yeah. The seed goes into good soil and grows out. Just, just a few minutes ago, I was out there an hour before church and some of your old coworkers that you had led to Christ, that you had stood on the side of the baptism. There they were getting ready an hour early for church. Yeah. And I think, man, why are they so excited? Because maybe in a sense, their plot of land, their soil for a time was right next to yours. Mm -hmm. And the goodness, the good soil, the good minerals, the good flow of the spirit water, in a sense, was outpouring upon them. And so I think you do see that. Another way I think of soil in the scripture is Adam was made from the dust of the ground. Mm -hmm. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. From the ground we came into the ground we must go. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of sand or or grains of soil, I often think of the brevity of life. Mm -hmm. Life is so quick, and then we go back into the ground. Yeah. And so I do think soil has a, a lot of representations mm -hmm. throughout the scripture. Okay. You think of how quick it goes, huh? Yeah, life is life is very quick, Pastor. I think another question as you were uh, as you were talking, and you're giving us this great you know this rundown of soil and earth. Um, you're thinking about the, the, the different seeds that go on this different soil, but can I ask you a question? Does, sure. the, does the word of God change? You said the soil might change, but the seed is the same. Yeah. Does the word of God ever change in the Bible? Is it ever, does it change? Does it, could, could there be a new revelation of something else? I don't think so. I think it always echoes itself. It never contradicts. It Great. doesn't deny itself. And we ought to be very careful of new revelations of new gospels of, in Galatians, it says, if there's a new gospel, or even an angel comes and tells you something, mm -hmm. watch out. That's not the Word of God. God's Word is true. And that seed, I think, is like the Word of God when it's preached, the mm -hmm. message of God. I also think of the Holy Spirit. When you say, is it the same seed? Yeah. When the Holy Spirit moves on hearts, it's like he's someone knocking on the door of your heart. Mm -hmm. And he brings the Word of God, and you can believe it or not believe it. You can receive what God's telling you as true. And then put your faith in it, your belief system in it, your trust in it. And say, you know, I'm going to live my life according to God's word because it's true. And if you'll open your heart, then you'll find yourself to be fertile soil. Mm -hmm. And that seed will come into your heart. In 1 Peter says that we have an incorruptible seed. Mm. Think of that for a minute. Incorruptible seed. Incorruptible. God says, when I send my word, it will not come back void. 
I've tried to plant gardens before, mm-hmm. and sometimes <laughs> I, huh? Yeah, I, I wasn't very successful <laughs> yet. But I, I, I'd, I'd throw the seeds out. And some of my seeds were corruptible. Mm-hmm. Crow would come and snatch it up. Yeah. Earthworm eats it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to yeah. it between a couple of rocks. But the word of God is different and unique. Mm-hmm. I do like the concept that God has spoken. The word is written. And I do believe that God is still speaking. Yeah. Now, it's not on par with the scripture. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it's like a quickened word. Mm-hmm. People feel convicted. They feel guilty. They feel condemned. They feel like they want to change. Mm-hmm. And then... If they give in to that leading of the Holy Spirit, like, yeah, God, I want to get right. Yeah, I want to change. Then they'll begin to feel relief mm. and peace and yeah. joy and love. And those fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. in good soil begin to grow. I'm thinking, Pastor Drew, as I was actually talking to someone in the church about God's Word and how, it, you know, as you said, it doesn't change. And, and that we can look at it as a... As as a pill, we can we can go back and affirm ourselves in the scripture and say, "Hey, this happened in my life. God, is this from you spiritually, or is this just in my mind?" That person I was speaking to, Pastor Drew, had a revelation or had a vision, and that person was wondering, "Was that from God?" I said, "Well, let's go look back in the scripture and see the different things." I, I can't tell you for sure if it was from God, but let's go back in the Word. And that person's like, "Why? Why? Why can I just believe it? Like it was from God?" Yeah. Well, because we have the Bible, we can go back and see these people that had visions like Ezekiel and like uh, Joseph, different people that had that, that, that God was speaking in the dreams for. And I think the Bible is an awesome thing to be able to affirm our faith in the Bible, that, that the things that I feel in my heart are the things that are written in the Bible, the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Those things that, that, that I'm feeling are already been affirmed for thousands of years. And so I think that's I think that was great that you said that the the word of God never changes and that the seed never changes. The same message everywhere, but it depends on the soil and if it will accept it. I, I like that. The, the soil being your heart. Yeah. And everybody has fruit, but not not all fruits are the same. An apple's not an orange, an orange isn't a pear. They're very different. They taste different. Some fruits could be poisonous to some animals. Mm-hmm. So Everybody has fruit growing. Some people have a fruit of bitterness or resentment mm-hmm. or unforgiveness. We Christians that have good soil in our heart that, that receives the Word of God, that's cultivated by like the water of the Spirit, spending time in God's presence, what kind of fruit do we yield? Self-control, mm-hmm. love, kindness, charity. We lead a different life than we used to. Forgiveness? Yeah. <laughs> I think of how many people struggle. It's the holiday season. Yeah. How many people say, ah, family's coming in. Yeah. Ah, I don't want to see them. Yeah. I mean, it can be hard. There's a lot of fruit or there's other sense of joy and peace. It's about Jesus. It's a great yeah. season to give. That's right. You really do see different attitudes mm-hmm. and the fruit in people's life. I mean, at the church, we deal with all kinds of people. And I love it. I love it when I see somebody new and they start opening their Bible and they're listening and they're tuned in. And then they come back telling me how they told people about Jesus, how they use self-control, how their families come together. I think that's good soil. Yeah. I want to invest more in that person's life. And then you see people, man, they're like snoring or they're not interested at all or they're kind of making mad face or shaking their head. And then some of those people, they have so many more difficulties in in their life. Yeah. In, in, In their inward attitude. You know, Jesus said, beware of the eyes of your understanding because that's how life is. The eyes of your understanding are dark. Woe unto you, for great is that darkness. The eyes of your understanding are light. Great is that light. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like if the soil of your heart is good, you're going to have a great life. 
Absolutely. If the soil of your yeah. life is rigid and won't receive the good seed, mm -hmm. how barren and destitute, how empty your life will be. Yeah, no, I think Pastor is absolutely right. I think if, uh, for me personally, like I, 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 I know in uh, us as as believers, me and you, Pastor Drew, we, we often read books on Audible. And I oh, think, man. yeah, <laughs> if you don't know, Pastor Drew listens at three times speed on Audible. I dominate it, man. <laughs> I destroy it like this podcast. Yeah. I turn this thing up twice. There you go. <laughs> Get it done, man. Get it said. Yeah. Spit it out now. There you go. And I think, you know, and this is just maybe maybe a segue into another segment, maybe in future segments. But the one book, I, we're talking about forgiveness. The one book that I would like to to have everyone read, I know yeah. you read it too, Oh, it's a great Drew. book. I know what you're going to say. There's uh, John Bevere, Beta Saiyan. Ooh, that's a good one. That was a good one. It changed my life. I think, uh, you know, when we're talking about soil and we're talking about these different things, like having a heart of forgiveness, forgiving others, and and and, and be able to, to fully, truly, like, be able to forgive others because Christ has forgiven you. Yeah. Um, there's one, if you know, there's one passage in there that I, I really took home and I don't think I'll ever forget. I, I think John Bevere was speaking in the book and, and, um, the, there's a story of, uh, of a lady that had a vision of, or a gentleman that had a vision, you know, to, to be able to say the, the story shorter. Um, John Bevere just quickly in the book said, you know, God, God is not like us. He's not like us, like as people, you know, he does what he says. Mm. And I feel like sometimes we say stuff all the time, Pastor Drew. I say, yeah. I said, hey, I'll meet you here at five o'clock and I was nine minutes late. You know, I, we, we constantly let each other down. We constantly offend each other. We constantly, yeah. we say things, to, you know, maybe intentionally or intentionally to put people down. Uh, it's just the nature of being a human being. But Christ has forgiven us and pardoned us from all sin. Amen. And... To, to in the book for God is not like us he does what he says the word he does he's already said it the word he's is faithful already said. to his word isn't he absolutely and so that I really took that home with me I'm like man God's not like us he's gonna do what he says if yeah. I don't forgive someone he will not forgive me you know and, and something a lot of things you know and so how can I how can I not forgive someone that maybe offended me how could I not forgive when Christ on this cross Christ died on the cross for me that's right. So then I can have the power to forgive and be able to do those things. So. There's an example in that book. We're talking about soil and seeds of Esau. It says that the root of bitterness grew in Esau. And he looked for a place to change. He looked for a place to repent. Yeah. And he couldn't find one. Yeah. You know, sometimes we have these roots of unforgiveness, of bitterness. Yeah. And it affects every part of our life. It does. It's not worth it, is it? No. You talk about God not forgiving you. That's the worst. Hell's the worst. I don't care what people say. <laughs> yeah. I don't belittle hell. I, hell's a reality. I don't yeah. want to go to hell. Yeah. There's nothing you can do that's worth me going to hell. Mm -hmm. On top of that, this life is much harder, less enjoyable if you're a bitter person. Absolutely. For I your think, own sake. Yeah. For your kid's sake. For your I, wife's sake. Yeah. I'll share a little bit. I think before I read the book, John Bevere, I think we read that maybe a couple months ago and I took a lot from it, you know, and I think when I, I think it, it showed me that I was bitter towards certain people that have not forgiven and me as a person as a father as a christian i felt utterly horrible for not forgiving but what i would do i would just try to forget it i would just try to mm. cram it down and just try to forget anything that happened to me and just say you know what that person's just gonna do whatever i'm gonna do whatever and i'm just gonna try to forget but that forget you know me trying to forget every time that name would come up I would just think of bitterness every every time I like would see infection. that person. Yeah, and honestly, it, it it's it it hurt me physically. I would think the weight of this bitterness that I had for this person 
hurt me. And it, and it wasn't until that book and it wasn't until I truly asked for God to forgive me and for me to forgive that person in my heart, I felt like a, like a million weights have been lifted mm. off my shoulder. And now I can live life more free and not in bondage to this bitterness or the spitefulness. And so I love, I, I, I love the forgiveness and I love, I love that. And so, yeah, bitterness does have a physical effect on you. Yeah. You, you remember John the Baptist, he says, you, you need to bear fruit worthy of repentance. You know, you, if your heart's soil and you got some weeds on it, you got to till it up, man. You got to pull it out. And bitterness is a root cause of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness is a root cause of dysfunction in mm-hmm. your life. And when you see people with lots of problems or you see people that are just too busy, mm-hmm. it's really a matter of priority. It's really a matter of your heart. Yeah. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The soil that you want to be, you get to be. The choices you make, they demonstrate it. Absolutely. Make God a priority. Make the Word of God a priority. Mm-hmm. Make spending time in prayer a priority. Make church a priority. Yeah. And then you'll see you put yourself in a position to get those bad roots out mm-hmm. by spending time with a great spiritual book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, Pastor Drew, I think um, if we can segue in the next segment, different the next segment, just sure. think about different ways that we can invite people. I know we're talking about, and you know, me and you are Christian, we're talking about the the rewards or like the benefits of knowing Christ and to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, to be able to forgive, simply to be able to forgive. That might be such a, a easy thing. Oh, just forgive, shake hands, make peace. But the older we get, the harder that, that becomes. And um, I think, let, you know, I, I, Pastor Drew, can you give us a couple? There's probably people listening to this podcast here that has a loved one, that has someone that they care deeply about, yeah. that does that they want to save from hell. But they don't know how to do it. How would you invite someone to be able to partake this? Well, you know, I love this. This is a great question because we live this. We do our best. That's right. You got to pray, 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 pray. And I'm sure they've already prayed. They got a heart for this person. Yeah. They've been praying. They've been interceding. Pray, 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 and keep praying. And know, no matter how far they're gone they are, they're not too far from God. They got breath in their lungs. As much as you want them, God loves them even more than you do. God desires all men to be saved. He's willing none should perish. God wants your friend to be in the kingdom. So you praying and God's desire, know that God is partnering with you. The Holy Spirit's already knocking on the door of their heart. I believe very strongly in the preaching of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So my advice is, if at all possible, find a way to get them to hear the preaching of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Get them to a church. Get them to a place where the Bible will be open, where the Bible will be clearly spoken, mm-hmm. where there will be an opportunity to pray to receive Christ at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I've seen the most people get saved. Yeah, But there's other ways. I, I got a few other ideas, but you're a good soul winner. Yeah. What are some methods that you've seen? You know, Pastor, it's really easy. It's not, it's not that many tactics. Um, not that many eloquent tactics that I use or different things. I know that, you know, prayer... You know, I, I can just sense it. You know, I, I, there's times where I, I've known someone for many years and then I've been praying for them, praying for them, praying yeah. that they come to church or there's someone I just met that first day and I invited them to church and they're here now. And so, um, I, I agree with you. I think in a lot of people that I brought, you know, to Christ, a lot of people that have came to church with me, I always say, Hey, we're going to, Hey, I love you. They already, they like me already. You know, they're yeah. trying to, I try to build rapport with them. Like, Hey, you know what? I care for you as a person. Like. If you want to hang out, let's get something to eat. But I'm going to be going over here if you'd like to come and join me. And so a lot of times it's just a simple invitation. When I came to Christ, it was a simple invitation Amen. of, hey, we're going to go to this place here. It's called the church. Then afterwards, we're going to have McDonald's. So <laughs> bait and switch, you know, I think. But I think, I, I think it was great, you know, for me as a young kid I, to go and hang out with my friends. But 
it was the preaching of the gospel. God, you know, it wasn't that someone was constantly in my ear every time I was sitting yeah. in the pew. Hey, you know, you should believe this nudging me to be, Hey, you listening? I was literally there by myself listening to the word being preached and God, the Holy in his Holy spirit, Holy spirit just worked on my life. I think the people that I brought just come to church and they listen to it. They feel convicted by the Holy spirit and by nature, they want to change. I think by nature, people want to change. They, they want, want God. They, they do. By nature, people want God. That's with the good soil. That's right. You know, and I think you know, even myself as someone that sat in these pews that was like, this is dumb the whole time yeah. for maybe a whole year. I was like, this is dumb. It's not right. I just want to be here with my friends. But really, the, the, the Holy Spirit was working on me. But I guess another thing is encouragement. They yeah. were encouraging me every single step of the way. When I came to Christ and when I invite someone to Christ, I don't let up. I keep inviting them. I keep Persistence. inviting them. Knock and keep knocking. I keep inviting them. I try to meet. I try to introduce them or her or whoever it is, family, to a gr- someone else that might, you know, they might connect be friends with, here, connect. Yeah. And so then now it's me, that person, and then we're just constantly texting each other. You should come. We got this event. You should come. It really is just invitations. And I think God's Holy Spirit will work on their life. I think through the preaching of the word, through the worship, yeah. through the community of people, something special. When you got, you know, the masses together here at Riverside Christian Center lifting their hands yeah. in worship together, you can't deny that. You can't. There's something there. There's something there. The power you, of you, God's with us. Yeah, you can't be the one person not, you know, and I think, you know, by nature, people want to feel accepted. People want to feel community because that's who we are as people. That's how yeah. God designed us. I, th- I think sharing your testimony is powerful. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's a preacher. Not everybody's going to get them to church. When people are near the end, when they're in the hospital, when you visit them, when you write them when they're in jail, when you meet them in their place of hurt, when they're most ready to come to Christ, sharing your story, what Christ did for you, is very applicable. Mm-hmm. I also would encourage Christians to assert themselves to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's sick, say, let me pray for you. Our Father in Heaven, you don't have to... Pray in old King James and raise your hands or cross your hands. You can pray with your eyes open. Mm-hmm. You can set a hand on a shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. Let me pray for you. Don't even really ask them. And then yeah. you start praying. And, oh, they might be taking surprise. They might not pray. Hey, but just because they don't pray doesn't mean you can't pray. Yeah. Invite God into the conversation. Ask them. Hey, I, I, I just prayed for you. Hey, what's your belief about God? Let them talk. Listen to them. You know, God will meet people where they are if they have an open heart. That woman at the well, Jesus met her where she was. You, you look at Mars Hill, the apostle, he met the people where they were. Sometimes we shove it down the throat, we, we talk too much, we beat them over the head with scripture. I think you said it right, if people are getting ready and wanting something, let's hear them out. Because Jesus is the answer for their deep need. Absolutely. And if we can articulate how Jesus could meet them in this moment, at this time, I think listening is, is an important part and sharing a real story about what he did for your life and inviting the presence of God in their situation. Absolutely, Pastor Joe. I, I really appreciate that. I think I think when we when we're inviting people, it's not as it's not as it's difficult, I think. It's really easy. You know, I think it is really easy. I think it's easy too. I think it's easy. But you know, I've done it for a long time, you've done it for a long time. I just want to encourage anyone listening right now that's never invited anyone to church or or led someone in a salvation prayer. Let 2020, even right now, whatever time you're listening to this, yeah. let this year, make a dedication to yourself. I will win one soul to Christ. I'll win, I'll win 
this person to Christ. Pray, you know, think about it in your car if you're listening to this. There's someone out there that needs to know Jesus. Yeah, that you have a you are here for a reason right now. Yeah. Maybe absolutely. maybe you're gonna be the greatest role player that person ever had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, somebody asked me the other day, he said, How can we get more unity in the churches? How can we get people not barking at each other about politics in America or, or getting petty issues? And my response was when Christians Get excited about telling other people about Jesus. The joy of seeing somebody's life radically change. Somebody invited a a young lady, 12, 13 years old, to our church. She came. She got born again. She got baptized. She invited her family. They came. They got born again. They got baptized. They started coming to our evangelism every Saturday. They brought some friends. They got born again. They got baptized. They got membership. Just just last week, we baptized somebody else. Two weeks ago. That's like five or six people. Because a little girl invited her friend. Yeah. So simple. Yeah. But the preaching of the gospel, that seed, the impenetrable, the incorruptible seed of God has power. Mm -hmm. And as we preach his word and we pray, it does take boldness. It does take some courage. And we're praying for you listeners. It does. You know, you're right. And Pastor, thank you for saying that because... In my life, I've always in a youth group. I always heard, "Hey, you know what? Reach your friends." Just, just like how we're talking today. But there was times where I was insecure in my faith. Oh, I don't know that much about Jesus, or I'm new, you know. And the greatest thing that I prayed for for a long time, and I still pray for today, is boldness. Amen. I pray for that because I, 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 the strength that I need comes from the Holy Spirit and the boldness and the the discernment and to feel that people need this, you know, and and to find someone and lock my eyes and and say, look, you need to come here, you know. I, I think I was a friend named Jacob Mills, and he, uh, you know, he, he he, I worked with him and during my training at my new job and. Uh, I met him for a week, but for some reason I knew that he needed Christ. So I befriended him and I invited him and he's, he's a part of our young adults and Amen. he comes and, and it was just out of nowhere. And I've had people that I've known for a long time that, that have came to Christ. And so, um, if you're listening, if you, if you say, you know, I really want to invite this person, but I don't, I feel scared or I don't know too much of the Bible. Don't worry about that. No. Just pray that God gives you the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's, there's a great book I, I enjoy. I've used some of the questions and the terms from it called Evangelism Explosion. It has oh, this yeah. great question. If you were to die today, do you know 100% that you'd go to heaven or is that still something you're working on? And most people say, well, I'm working on it. And they say, well, I got great news. You don't have to work on it. There's nothing to work on. Jesus died already. He rose from the dead. Last uh, Thursday, I got to go down to the local middle school and uh, preached to the Christian club they had. And we asked that question right in the beginning. And right away, kids said, well, I, I don't know if I'd go to heaven. I, I don't know. And his buddy kind of nudged him like he should have said yes. And he goes, no, this is important. I, I really don't. And I said, well, you need to tune in. And we shared Christ with him. We shared the gospel. And by the end, we got to pray with him and asked him a second time. And he said, no, I know. It has never been observed that life came from non-life. Mm-hmm. You know, evolution, I, that's nonsense stuff. But we have never ever seen a crystal birth a frog. Or, you know, you've never yeah. seen a rock give birth to a tree. It just, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Life always comes from life. Mm-hmm. And so the eternal life of God only comes from God. You can't merit it. You can't earn it. You can't conjure it up. It only comes from God. And if we want people to be saved, we can prepare the table, we can make the food, we can do everything, but we can't make them eat. That's right. We have to set it up so they have a meeting, an encounter, an experience with God themselves. Mm -hmm. We cannot adjust behavior, morals, or ethics to the point where they are born again. Mm -hmm. 
they must receive that life from God by opening their heart through faith in the news that we present them, mm -hmm. the preaching of the gospel. Christianity is not primarily an educational religion, nor is it a behavior religion. It is primarily a supernatural religion. Awesome. We it meet is. with God. God gets us born again. Absolutely. And we're new creations. Yes. I think, Pastor Drew, I think that, that brings me to a one last point. And, and I think, you know, we have, there's uh, here, especially in the age that we live in today, we want as much head knowledge as we can. We Wikipedia, yeah. we look at things, we research it. It's I think, all right there. I think, I think anything that I buy, I'm looking at five different <laughs> reviews. I'm watching a video review, a written review on some blog. I'm looking it up. And I think it's the same way, you know, when we experience life, we want to make sure that we're doing it right. We want to make sure that we're, we're getting the most out of it. And I, I've met a lot of intellectual people, a lot of, a lot of people, PhDs, college degrees, very, very smart people. And when you talk about God and you talk about the spiritual, they almost get upset. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they can't talk to us about how it is in the spiritual realm. And so uh, I want to just encourage us. You're right, Pastor Joe. I think we have... There's way to this Christian life to, to knowing Jesus is more than just head knowledge. I can wow. I can remember everything in the Bible. I can do that. That's one piece of it. And I think, you know, even some people that I've been discussing with or talking to, even like last couple of weeks, hey, I think it's time for you to take that next level in your life. Yeah. And they ask me, just what's that mean? I come to church every week. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great. That's that's good. But there's another step that you need to take. And it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be your heart, it's gonna be you wide open. And, you know, out there in the wild with just you and God and say, God, I want to be changed. And that takes a lot of, uh, what is the word? It takes a lot of boldness. It takes yeah. a lot of uh, vulnerability um, to say, you know what? I'm going to worship you with, with everything I got. And I think there's people even listening to this podcast that hasn't fully worshiped God with everything of themselves, every substance, everything that they yeah. have, you know? And I want to encourage you. I've worshiped God and... Uh, with every single part of my body, mm. with every with every thought in my mind, and and even praying in tongues with even the heavenly language, I've even done that, and it has been great in my life. But I thought it was crazy for the longest time mm. until you really experience the supernatural power of God. What do you think about that, Pastor Drew? God is infinite. We have as much of God as we want. Mm. If we wanted more of God, we would have more of God. That's There's right. always more of God to get. There's always more of God to know. So it is a great journey, and there ought to be a hunger and a thirst as the deer pants for that water, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul. This is the greatest commandment, to love God with all your soul, your soul, that place of intellect, that place of emotions, that who you really are, mm -hmm. to be all in. It does take time often for things to mature. A seed goes in the ground, and nobody knows how, but first the blade, and, and then the stem, and then mm -hmm. it begins to grow. My son wants to be a tall basketball player, but he can't make himself tall. He can't make himself grow. Yeah. Growth is in the essence of the life. Mm. And if you have the life, if you have Jesus, then you're going to want those things that you're saying where you're all in. And then when you're all in at that level, you're saying, you know what? There's still more. Yeah. There's still more. There is still so more. So friends, keep listening. There's still more. Pastor Drew, I appreciate you today. I appreciate you joining us for this podcast. Can you pray for us and pray for yeah. the listeners? To you got it. Our Father in Heaven, help us to... Break up the follow ground. Help us to repent, to change our mind on things that aren't right, that aren't godly. Lord, we receive the conviction of your spirit that we can live better. You're not only convict of unrighteousness and sin, but of righteousness that we know we can be right with you. Lord, help us to bear fruits worthy of repentance. Help us to grow in the fruits of the spirit. 
Help us to cultivate a lifestyle, to be a good garden that grows what you'd intend us to grow in our lives. Lord, if there's any out there that don't know you, I pray that they would open up their heart. They would believe that you sent your son, Jesus, your only begotten son, to die on that cross that was buried and rose from the dead. That you would send your Holy Spirit into their hearts. Friend, if you want that, ask God right now. You pray words that affect God will come. He'll meet you where you are. Lord, I thank you for the podcast. Great opportunity to share your word. Bless my brother Jesse. Bless our services tonight, tomorrow, and wherever this is preached. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.